0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 91 of You Heard It Here Second.
1: New episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well.
0: So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today.
1: Harry Jr. followed in his father's footsteps, meaning him for himself, speeding his way, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. After mending his broken heart, Harry is finally ready to start his own journey for love. Wow.
0: <laughs> Derek and Steve present...
1: In all caps, unimportant email, exclamation point. Please do not respond to this ASAP, exclamation point, exclamation point. This is not urgent, all caps. So a follow-up yeah. question. Do the Pats ever win another football game?
0: Probably not. Well, Marcus Mario is not good. So, <laughs> yeah. so maybe they win one more game.
1: It's just a quesadilla folded over. It's literally just a folded quesadilla, and they call it the stacker, and I need to buy it.
0: <laughs> you heard it here second. Good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode number 91 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? 91 is our birth year and that's uh that's what episode we're on. Wow. Yeah.
1: Didn't see that uh yeah. little tidbit coming at us. Yeah. So Yeah. It's a great I little pulled out all the stops. Great connection there. Um yes, episode 91. Things are going well, Derek. Things are going well. I do have good an um, opening drive for you. Yeah,
0: opening drive debate that I haven't been informed about. I, I, I was informed that it exists, but not what it is. And I've, I've been, been
1: holding this secret because I, I want your... I didn't want you to have time to overthink it. Yeah, i biting it.
0: my nails all week. Because there
1: is a correct answer, I think. <laughs> so, does a straw... Do you know what a straw is? I know what a
0: straw is. So does yes.
1: a straw have one hole, two holes, or no holes?
0: Uh, Hmm. Does a straw have one hole? Well, it's definitely not one hole well uh, okay, <laughs> I'm overthinking it a little bit, yeah uh, I'm gonna say no holes, okay. I'm gonna say no holes, what makes you think that um because uh, you know I'm not sure i <laughs> I just wouldn't I wouldn't consider one, either end of a straw to be a hole, yes, but it, if a
1: straw didn't have any holes, would you be able to drink from it?
0: <laughs> no, I think if it had if it did have holes, then you wouldn't be able to drink from it exactly yeah. so
1: that's the argument so you you yeah. answered correctly, so I'm right, why well, right, So. Well, this is why you're right. Yeah. So we had some people debate this, and they actually emailed the <laughs> author of the book "Holes." <laughs> His name is Lewis Sachar or Sekar S A C H A R. Um, he responded with, "Wow, what an amazing question!" Blah blah blah. My answer is: if you handed me a straw, and sa- and I told you this straw has a hole in it, yeah. I can't use this. Right. Therefore, if a straw has a hole you cannot use it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Because it's so, broken. It's right, defective. right, exactly. Like, I, I've had straws before that got either punctured by the little lid yes. or, like, if it's got a hole in it, you can't drink it out of it because... Or you can, but it's very ineffective.
1: Yeah. Because so, all
0: the all the stuff you're drinking flies out of the hole before it gets to you.
1: Yes, exactly. So that was the, the opening debate. You, I thought you were going to pick...
0: Two holes or, two or one holes hole. Two holes or one
1: hole. <laughs> um,
0: well, because, yeah, I mean, there's... You could understand how someone could could say it has two or one holes um anyway but so
1: it's been determined that a straw has
0: because when i said when i said it's definitely not one hole i was then like well you know it is one continuous hole like through the whole thing kind (laughs) of i guess you could say but i'm gonna say it has no holes because if it did you couldn't drink out of it well there you go go.
1: so um that was the the opening drive (laughs) you passed the test that was the opening drive um riveting stuff on episode 91 um we actually do have a very good episode for you today yep B C update first, just a quick update there. Yep. Um then we have a special guest and another episode of Know Your Tens. Yeah. We have not done that in a long it's time. It's been
0: quite a while.
1: Um and that was our New Year's resolution to get more guests and to do more games. So yep. working a, So clocking
0: one in mid January. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: um and then we have a sports section that we had a wild uh playoff yeah. game a couple games. Not well, one was wild, the other yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Um but we've got those matchups and then some pop culture questions. Yeah. Um we've got some good uh good content a- for a couple
0: little a thi- couple little tidbits there and then uh some good final drives. so you know well-balanced episode so without further ado why don't we kick it into the bc update you ready let's do it Got another dude. Hey!
2: what's better than this guys being dudes dudes to the right dudes to the left stuck in the middle with you got another dude heisman trophy bronco nagurski award ultimate dudes got another O-line you, bunch of dudes.
0: I laugh at a different part of that every Me week. Me too. <laughs> like, I laughed at the beginning this time. Yeah, I usually yeah. laugh
1: at um, just guys being <laughs> yeah, dudes.
0: Yeah, or, or uh, sometimes I laugh at hit the way he says the Bronco Nagurski Award one because he's like pausing after every every word in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Today I laughed at uh, what's better than this, guys being dudes. There's
1: nothing better than this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, what is better than being a BC fan right now?
0: Not a lot. I'll tell you that. Um, not a whole lot. So last week we brought you through AJ Dillon's goals for 2018, which were riveting, uh, and one other tidbit on that is that we more and more see A.J. Dillon posting stuff on Instagram that involves Anthony Brown.
1: That's so I'm, be, I'm getting
0: less and less worried about his injury because like, yeah. nobody knows what his actual injury was because nobody announced it. But I'm less and less concerned about him being back for 2018, so that's, well, that's a big deal.
1: That's a nice insight there.
0: Um, but the main thing we're talking about here with BC is right now the basketball team, which mm. we actually just sort of put the podcast on delay tonight as we watched this game that turned out to be a good game. Uh, BC against FSU, who was ranked number 23 before the polls came out today. So they dropped just outside the top 25. Um, but nonetheless, a quality opponent, definitely a tournament team. And BC beats FSU. I think final score was by six, but they were up by, I think close to 20 at one point, you know, BC continues to have what's now becoming better than just a hot start. They're 13 and six, 500 in the ACC after they didn't win an ACC game a couple yeah. years ago. Um, what do you see from BC?
1: So, the, I love this team right now. Yeah. I mean, we, we have actual scores, and we play good defense. Yeah. Um, the bad news is we have, which I heard today, a very thin bench. We, of, <laughs> like, of insanely the, thin. Yeah, <laughs> of the, like, 350 D1 basketball schools or whatever, we're, like, 347 in, yeah. in bench minutes. Yeah. So we just gas our starters yes, all have. game. And they, they produce, but I don't think that's a formula to compete later on in a season, let alone a March Madness tournament. The good news is, if you have those stud starters and they get hot, which they can, we can beat anybody. Any team. Literally any team. I mean,
0: any team, if they get hot and they're running on adrenaline and they're not gassed, right? If you have Kai Bowman, like, honestly, if Kai Bowman and Jerome Robinson and Chapman, who's been hitting threes like crazy this year, if all three of those guys are clicking on their game, then you li- you literally can beat any team in the country. I mean, they beat Duke, who was number one at the time. It's So that is, like, by far the most optimistic thing about this team is that they're putting themselves on a fast track to make the tournament, and they're showing us that they can beat anyone. Now, obviously, yeah. I'm not going to twist this into, like, we're going to win the national championship, but, like, it, it's exciting <laughs> because it it's been a long, long, long time since BC's had any hope like that. Since
1: we've made the tournament. Yeah. So the way you do that is by beating teams like FSU. Like, yeah. Like, in conference teams that are just good enough to be better than you technically mm-hmm. they're, they're they were ranked and we weren't so you have to beat the middle of the road teams mm-hmm. and then have that one win signature win yeah. which we have right so we we are putting together what looks like i mean it sounds I mean, we're, we're like so excited to like make the tournament <laughs> yeah. a lot of teams yeah. make the tournament yeah um, but we haven't been there in a while and i, and I think knock on wood but, we can
0: yeah and it's also it's something that's setting up well for next year too i mean like there's really no big senior contributors right now or at least the, at least the top three guys on bc are all sophomores and juniors they got some freshmen sprinkled in there they just got a huge recruit this kid hamilton last week um, four star four star recruit to, for bc basketball is a big deal um so we were talking earlier today we can make these comparisons later but there's a little there's some compare there's some uh similarity between jim christian and steve adazio if you look at what kind of is going on Coaches that were absolutely on the ropes at one point, and still, I don't think anybody's sold on them as like X's and O's coaches. But you can't kind of argue with the players they're bringing in. They're definitely bringing in players that are better than the ones that were here when they when they were hired.
1: Yeah, they're good recruiters. I mean, that's half the battle. So I mean, if if we continue on this trend for basketball, I'm all for it. Yeah. Same with football. So we they've both earned another year for sure, and we'll see how it goes.
0: So. Uh, nothing but good news there for BC basketball. Um, have not said that in a while, but, uh, 13 and six this year. And, you know, the ACC schedule will keep going. I mean, they, they're going to have quality opponents the rest of the way because the ACC is a very, very deep, very balanced, very strong conference. So, um, their only real dud was that game against UNC, which they are just a terrible matchup. I think for UNC, they have a really good front court, really good, big guys. Yep. But uh, but nonetheless, good stuff from BC Basketball. So anything else there?
1: Um, No, I just want to make a note that we are 100 days away from reunion. Wow, nice. Um, I don't know if it's today, but I got an email basically saying, do you want to donate? <laughs> You're 100 <laughs> days away. Of course. <laughs> um, So five-year. This is a big, important yeah. reunion. So mm-hmm. everyone pu- start putting it on your calendars. It's early June, I think. It is true. Um, And we'll obviously dole out. Do we know the exact date? Is that
0: – or? I so could you, look I for. I know it. you don't know, but is that exact date set? Is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm right? sure. Like, like I think it's the first. Yeah, yeah okay. I
1: think it's one cool. of the first weekends in right. June. Cool.
0: So we'll uh, we'll have more info on that as it gets closer. So uh, anything else on that? Anything else on the BC update? You want to? That's it. Who's got it better than us? Nobody's got it better than us. Uh, so that brings us into uh, period number two, which I believe we're going to get a new guest on here. So you want special introduce- guest? Yeah,
1: I do. And joining us on the podcast, longtime listener, first time caller, Mike Pereira Piper. <laughs> Mike, how you feeling?
2: Uh, feeling great, Steve. Thanks, man. Thanks for having <laughs> me
1: on. Are you excited? Nervous? What? Are, what are your What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I'm excited. Uh, a little, little nervous. A little confused. I'm not hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we've got some easy layup questions for you. Um, so you are a referee. We do know that. So we've we've got some, uh, referee related questions for you. We, answer them to the best of your abilities, because we don't know the answer. <laughs> um, but the first one is, I, I, you sent me a text a couple of weekends ago. You met Tim Donahue, who, if, if our listeners don't know, is one of the most infamous most referees, infamous referees um, was caught in a betting scandal, fixed a couple of NBA, well, maybe more than a couple, yeah. <laughs> but fixed some NBA games. Um, so how did you recognize him, and is he actually like, is he a douchebag, or is he kind of cool? What, what's he like?
2: Okay yeah man uh so your cousin and i along with a few other people were eating some dinner and you know i looked over and recognized this rat and uh, <laughs> i i mean i immediately knew who he was i i, I was like 95 percent sure who he was and i kind of like you know pulled up his name and in, in google image but luke luke knows who he is so uh, i kind of confirmed with him that that it was him and so I went up to his table and, you know, put my hand out and said, "Hey, Tim, great to see you." He acted like he knew me because oh. he's a rat, <laughs> and uh, and and then uh, I confirmed a second time in the bathroom, uh, which is weird to do, but he's a rat, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. um, Luke Luke was there, and um, he and he bring, he brings the information back to the table, like, "Yep, yeah, boy, sure enough." this – this is the guy. This is the the mole rat that we that we know, and we didn't know he was even living in our in our hometown of Sarasota. But as he left, um, you know, Luke and I devised a plan, and got and I got a photo with him for evidence. So
1: nice, yeah, man.
2: That was pretty much that was pretty much a story. Uh, one that, that I met him when I was fifteen. I've never met the guy in my life.
1: Went with it. I love it. Well, I think he he was yeah. from Bradenton, Sarasota originally. I mean, that made well probably Sarasota because that's like a little dirtier of a town, you know.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it makes Easy. it <laughs> makes sense that he would be out there.
0: Yeah, makes sense he's lying yeah, too. Yeah, I guess
2: he, I guess recently he copped another charge in Manatee, um, like like early December of last year. So like wow. only a month ago, and little league threatened games. Somebody with the no, he threatened somebody with a hammer, but close enough, you know. He's a super, <laughs> super good
0: guy. Wow, yeah, sounds like a real, real class guy. So, um, all right, Mike. So we're gonna ask you a few questions about refing now, because we, we got the expert here, much more trustworthy than Tim Donahue. So uh, we got some questions. We'll start with basketball, um, with some NBA-centric questions. So, can you explain to me why things such as moving picks? Uh, three-second violations, and traveling are so erratically called in the NBA?
2: Yeah, Derek, you know, that's a pretty good question. Obviously, I can't, you know, answer to the likes of, like, the refs that actually sit in, make those calls, and then, you know, discuss it during halftime after the game and have their meetings. But how those calls can kind of, like, escape these guys and definitely be inconsistent, in my opinion, is because of, honestly, the personalities. Of these players hmm. uh, I truly believe that these refs are fanboys <laughs> and I, I I think that you know three seconds is one that you know honestly can just be looked past there's so much other stuff you got to watch yeah and that game is so above the rim that there's really so much for those three sets of eyes to watch but stuff like traveling and uh, inconsistent fouls. I honestly believe that you know those NBA refs are, are fanboys and they're they're calling you know who they like, who they want to be friends with, <laughs> and that that makes their you know job not be
1: consistent. Is that or impartial? Is yeah. that why LeBron has only been ejected like once in his career or something like that?
2: So that that stat, Steve, I'm glad you bring that up. is is, is insane to me. Like, I mean, <laughs> how how these guys are afraid to tee him up really just proves my point, and it, it, it just makes it even crazier. I mean, the guy gets in ref's face. They he will literally march five steps with like the biggest baby face on, yelling at, a, at an official to like give him a hug.
1: <laughs> it's insane. Would you would you tee up if LeBron?
2: Um, you know, that's a tough question. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a really long fuse, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love it. Um, cool. Well, kind of, uh, bouncing off that a bit. So you, you mentioned that these, these calls are kind of sporadic, but what is the toughest call in, I guess, all of sports, but, but basketball in particular, what's the toughest call to make?
2: Huh. So should I answer all of sports or basketball first? Um, Shoot from the hip. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll answer all of sports. Okay. Um. First. Yeah. So I think the toughest call in all of sports would be. Hmm. You know, strike ball, ball oh. and strike the strike zone is. It, it, coming to me now because honestly i'm a referee out there with 20 45 vision people don't really know this about me like i have terrible vision (laughs) and 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 don't correct it i don't wear contacts (laughs) and i don't wear glasses i lost i lost my glasses uh during christmas time on vacation so i i really have bad vision out there i I think for me, I could never call a strike. I could never call a ball. I would not even know what the strike zone was. <laughs> I mean, for ba- In baseball, I think behind the plate is the toughest job to do as far as an official goes. Okay. Um, and I'll just, I guess I'll just keep going. As far as a basketball <laughs> call goes, I think the toughest call to make, and I made it the other day in, in perfect fashion, <laughs> is when you when you – when you hand the ball to an inbounder on the baseline, this is weird. This is probably an answer you will never get. When the inbounder accidentally puts his foot over the line hmm. before he's inbounded the ball, that is a tough one to see because all you're watching is like the court and what's going on, you know, inbounds. Yeah. Um, that that's the one that pops into my head because I actually made it blissfully
1: um, <laughs> nice that's not that's not what I was expecting
2: that, I think, yeah it's definitely
1: not what you thought right Steve yeah I was thinking like a,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: know three seconds are traveling or something like yeah, that yeah
0: like or like fast break blocker or charge or something like that
1: traveling's
2: tough traveling's tough with the euro steps and things like that going on mm-hmm. yeah um, you really just gotta be emphatic with your call
1: uh,
0: confidence you know, is key yell
2: loud confidence is key and and make everybody else believe that you know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. That's the key. That's That's what we do on the podcast every day.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. Reeling it back to tie, tie this back into Tim Donahue a little bit question for you on the stuff that he did, I guess, in your opinion, how easy or hard would it be to fix a game in the NBA or at any level really, and not get caught by obviously doing it? Like, how do you think, like how easy do you think it is to influence slash rig a game without Kind of while being under the radar about it
1: or do you think it's still happening okay really good
2: question I'll, I'll ask derek's or I'll answer derek's first uh I think it's difficult and I think it it's it, it's extremely difficult nowadays because of the groundwork that this guy <laughs> kim <laughs> laid for us um, I think he was kind of like the you know the frontier guy and, and the first not the first but really the one that did it sloppy yeah, and, you know, obviously got caught. I think now with two, with three referees on the court at all times, you know, then you have an official scorekeeper. uh, You have somebody even up in the booth at the professional league and the professional level, like watching play, They'll, they'll, they'll go to the broadcast. Like you really have to have more than yourself yeah mm-hmm. in on in on the plan to fix it to to, to at least influence a game
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know negatively, uh, yeah but as far as like a high school game goes or a college <laughs> game goes, I think you can make calls towards the end of a game to keep it out of let's say like a double bonus or keep the game out of overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, things right. like that. I, I think referees think about all the time. Not saying they have money on the game, but I think point spreads can be um, ah, buzzed.
1: Right,
0: interesting. interesting.
1: And so, do you think it's happening at any levels? I mean, it's it has to be somewhere happening. But like, do you think do you think NBA Is there Another games, Tim Donahue? Yeah. Or yeah. do you think there there's people who are compromised or making these decisions at any level?
2: You know, right now I'm refereeing high school basketball. I can't speak on like you know the the process to to get into the NBA and to become you know, a crew chief in the NBA. But I do believe that on some level, there are guys betting on their own games. Whether they're influencing, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, things like that, I I don't know if people have the guts anymore. Yeah, right. Or have have the, uh, uh, just the way to do it. I, I don't know if they have sources i mean you really you're going to be involved in the mob i, I think yeah in the nba level but I, I do think at the college level it can be done for sure
1: what's the minimum amount of money but, you would have to make to fix fix a high school game
2: <laughs> um huh, uh, not that much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> good answer <laughs> no no I, I mean <laughs> oh. it, in case this goes viral I'll just like make myself have you know I gotta have my back a little bit yeah, no comment. It, it would be a lot of money <laughs> it would it'd be a lot of money and I would never jeopardize the integrity of the game because there you, you go know, all we're doing all we're doing out there is trying
1: to make these kids better. Wow, yes. and teach them sports. And that's a very answer. safe answer. We'll make sure this goes viral, <laughs> so so everyone can hear that. Um, last question. I'll help you do that. Too. <laughs> last question, um, and it's kind of uh, there's no answer to this, but the NFL, switching over to NFL is the catch rule is is absurd now. I mean, we've we've seen the Cal- it all stemmed from that Calvin Johnson play yep. where you have to complete a catch all the way through, but if you're in the end zone, like there's there's just so many bad catch rules. My, I want to switch it to, mm-hmm. instead of, is it a catch, is it a drop? But what are your thoughts about, like, the catch rule in the NFL now? Yeah, good question. I mean,
2: so, that Calvin Johnson play, I, I honestly think that was, like, the start of him thinking about retiring, because he's like, this is just fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's
1: probably true. but
2: I, Yeah, no, it is definitely true. But... I, I, it's crazy, you know, because like, we get to sit here and watch from eight different angles in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And, and even when the play happens, like, right away, you're like, that's definitely a catch, going back to the Pittsburgh game in Week 15 against the Patriots. Like, come on. I mean, that, that's a catch. That, yeah. that game is won. Let's go home. You know, it, let's eat dessert. But it's <laughs> like the, the, the rule has to change. So, I mean, according to the rule the The player, ha- I mean, we've heard it so many times. The player has to what? What's the survive? Word? Survive the, the ground.
1: ground. Maintain possession or, through through the ground or something. Ma- yeah.
2: main, maintain maintain possession and defeat the ground. That sounds like <laughs> something from like Poseidon. Or something. Yeah. Defeat the ground. It's like it, it's unbelievable. But it, I, I honestly like the fact that basketball officiating is so much more feel, and hmm. not just a bunch of zebras really reading the rule it's so much more subjective to me in my opinion bam and there's so many more whistles that i just think these these nfl refs have so much uh really the pressure has kind of gotten taken off their shoulders they know they can go to the replay yeah um yeah uh, especially in crunch time i i just i hate the catch rule I, i don't know if you can even like backpedal and change the rule but in my opinion a catch is uh, is if everybody else if everybody says it's a catch, it's a catch. Yeah. So you just have to pull the yeah. whole country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a great idea. Well,
1: you, well, live you, poll. You Twitter
2: poll you yeah, you live poll <laughs> yeah. and after a minute thirty, you know, whatever <laughs> side it leans to, that's a catch. It'd be, fa- <laughs> yeah. it'd be faster than the replay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: faster than the replay. Yeah. So, alrighty. So, Mike, we're going to now wrap this forward into our little uh, quiz show game here, which you have not played before, but I'm going to play the intro song and then Steve will explain the rules to you. Sound good? Yeah. Alrighty.
2: righty. <laughs> NBA-
1: Welcome back to another edition of Know Your Tens. Um, so, Mike, I kind of explained the rules a, a bit before um, you joined the call, but um, you will have 15 guesses to get the top 10 of this category. Uh, we will, You will hear this noise if you get a correct answer and this noise if you get a wrong answer. Um, and once you get to, I think it's 10 guesses, we'll only count your misses. So... You, you we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Um, but knowing that you're a ref, knowing you're a big basketball fan, we think we picked the perfect category for you. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Are you excited?
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you do it. Okay. Um, so you have to name the top 10 NBA scores of the 2000s. So 1990- 1990. Or it's uh, 2000 2001 to, to
0: 2000. 2000 to 2009, yeah. right?
1: it's yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, thank sorry. You, thank you, Derek. 19, <laughs> 1999 through 2009. Oh, it
0: counts 1999? Yes, okay. it
1: counts 1999 through 2009. Okay. So the top scores Fair of enough. the 2000s. Um, all right. Shoot when you're ready. It's just me, right? Just me? Just, just you. you. Okay. All right, we'll get the king out of the way, LeBron.
0: LeBron James. Can I see LeBron James? Hmm.
1: <laughs> wow. Tough start. He's actually number fifteen on the NBA scores of the two thousands.
0: I think he came in too late. Came in too late, probably.
1: Okay. Think Tim older. Duncan.
0: Tim Duncan. Can we see Tim Duncan? That is correct. Tim Duncan's number seven out of out of those ten. So you're one for two.
2: Okay. Uh Kobe, he should be around like two, maybe
1: three.
0: Kobe Bryant. Can we see Kobe Bryant? He's actually number one.
1: Kobe Bryant, number one on the list. Okay. You're two for three. Um, Shaquille O'Neal?
0: Shaquille O'Neal. Can we see Shaquille O'Neal?
1: I knew that would trip you up. He is number 11 on the list, just outside the top 10. Damn. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) So you're two for four.
2: Okay, shooting 50%. Let me go with Steve, 99 to 2009, Correct. Correct. Okay, okay,
1: um, I, hmm. think uh, of the coolest old retro basketball jerseys you'd see someone walking around wearing.
2: That, that, that Honestly, that puts me in more of a spiral, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, um, um, you know, I got dumber in college, so so
1: bear
0: with me here. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Can we see Dwayne Wade? Ooh, no! Not Dwayne in Wade. the top
1: fifteen. You are two for five. You but you've gotten number two one, five. number seven, number eleven, and fifteen. So you're missing two through six. Yep. Eight, nine, and ten. I'm missing two through six. Yep.
0: And then eight, nine, ten. Okay. Um. Let's see. Um.
2: Dirk Nowitzki.
0: Dirk Nowitzki. Can we see Dirk Nowitzki? There you go. That one's correct. He's number three.
1: Back on track. Way. Back
0: on track. Okay. Three
1: for six. Shooting fifty percent again.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um. How about KG? Kevin Garnett.
0: KG. Can we see KG? Kevin Garnett's number six. Two in a row. What's that okay. what is, how many guesses is that now? Four for seven. Four for seven. Um,
2: I can't believe uh Shaq was eleven. That really puts a wrench in my
0: <laughs> my wheel.
2: T Mac's gotta be in there.
0: T Mac. Can we see Tracy McGrady? There he is at number eight on the list. I feel like you found your error. I era. think you channeled it here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I kinda did channel it. Um <laughs> I think two-time MVP Steve Nash. As I'm reaching for another beer, Steve Nash is
0: on there. <laughs> Steve Nash. Can we see Steve Nash? Mm, no luck. Cried. Not ah, enough he, points. He is top Somebody's, ten in assists. Yeah. Well,
2: thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, about, how about AI?
0: AI. Uh, can, Alan can we Iverson? see Allen Iverson? Number two, right up there.
1: All right. So, Mike, you are officially. What am I missing? Hold on, one sec. I'll tell. I'll give you your update. This is a. This is a. You've had ten guesses, so you're missing number four, mm-hmm. number five, number nine, and ten. So you are number four, number five, number nine, number ten. Okay. Yep. You are six for ten. You have five mm-hmm. miss. At from this point, five, you, have you have five, five strikes. You left. have five misses left. So you have five strikes left, or if you just take okay. too long and, and give up, <laughs> we can end it. But um, you have five mm-hmm. strikes to get four mm-hmm. NBA players. Number five. Oh sorry number 4, number 5 and number 9 and 10. Okay.
2: All right. Um so number 4, number 5, number 9 and number 10, number 9 and number 10 are going to be tough. Um Let's see. I think I'm going to go with a Boston guy, another Boston guy. I consider KG half Boston, I guess, but I'm going to go with Paul Pierce.
0: Paul Pierce. Can we see Paul Pierce? Good thought there. He's number four. Woo! You got number four right there. So now you're just missing five, nine, and ten. Okay. Number,
1: number ten, ten Number is very hard.
0: I would say five, number ten is very hard as five well.
1: Five and nine are, are you is, should it, get. Is number ten uh, Vince Carter? Ooh.
0: Vince Carter. Can we see Vince Carter? He is not number ten, but, <laughs> but, but he's number five. He's not number ten? He's, he's number, number five. five. Oh, my God. God, I <laughs> thought it was over 10. Okay. <laughs> so um, to, I'm, I'm still missing 9 and 10. So you're missing 9 and 10. So Just to recap you, you've got going 1 through 8 in order. you got Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, Dirk Nowitzki, mm-hmm. Paul Pierce at 4. 5 is Vince Carter. 6 was Kevin Garnett. 7 was Tim Duncan. 8 was Tracy McGrady. Yeah.
1: So you really you, you rounded it out. You went 1 through one through 8. So, I mean, 2 left. I think, mm-hmm. you, can, I think you can get it. You can definitely get yeah. one of these guys. How many guesses do I got left? You have five misses still left. Have
0: still have five misses left.
1: So you can just okay. fire away. Okay. Um
2: nine and ten. Uh Ray Allen?
0: Ray Allen. Can we see Ray Allen? That's wow. number nine. Number nine.
1: Holy moly. So you
0: have just you've wiped out one through nine here and number ten is all that's left, which we admitted is I think pretty tough. But you got five so misses to is, get this.
2: Ten is what's left. I thought ten was Vince Carter,
1: correct? Ten is the hardest one. Right, I mean, uh, this is a well-known person, but yeah, not, it's it's I you don't mean, usually you put know him, in the him same, but, yeah. you don't put him in the same bucket as all of these
0: other players. It's probably not helping us giving you this info. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: I'm. T- yeah.
2: No. Uh, Tony Parker.
0: <laughs> Tony Parker. Can we see Tony Parker? <clears throat> no luck on him. Okay. So that's one strike. Four left.
2: Damn. All right. Four left. Let me try Chris Weber.
0: Chris Weber. It's a good guess. Can we see Chris Weber? <clears throat> no luck. Three strikes left.
2: <laughs> um, what are we looking at, like over those ten years? I mean, ten years. Is it? Is he looking at like twenty PPG?
1: Um, that's a great question. Let me, this let this me, is a person who is definitely on the list because they played that entire decade consistently. They didn't. They're not like an all-time high score. Right.
0: Right. Let yeah. me let me quickly. Okay. So, that's okay. a good question. Let me give you your stats real quick. So this person, starting in the 99-2000 season, let's see, his points per game. I'm going to just read them off to you starting in 99. He had Mm -hmm. 19.6, 19.6, 24.9, 19.7, 22.2, 14.8, 19.6, 20.5, 19.8, 21.4, 22.2, and 18.7. Very consistent. Pretty consistent, never over 20. Four. Well, he did have a 24.9, but mostly around, like, 19 to 22. Okay. Um,
1: and you have three misses left.
2: And Tim Duncan was uh, – I, I I got what, – what number was Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan
0: was seven. Tracy McGrady, eight. Ray Duncan Allen, nine. Seven. Okay. Um.
2: Could I get rebounds per
0: game? Uh, <laughs> rebounds per game – I'll just give you his career rebounds per game was seven point five.
2: Okay. And career a lot. career points um, career yeah.
0: points is eighteen point five. Career points is eighteen point five. Yep. So eighteen point five and seven point five for his career. Okay, Pippin. It's not Pippin. It's um.
2: Let me just go ahead and shoot from the hip. <laughs> I will, I will say. It's not a Mari Staudemeyer, is it?
0: Mari Staudemeyer. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Mari Stademeyer. Two strikes left. We'll drop I one really more. I want
1: to come on this show and perform.
0: <laughs> well, you <laughs> perform well. Yeah, nine, out, nine, out, nine out of ten, ten is really good.
1: That's way better than the norm.
0: I think we'll drop one little hint for you with each strike. Okay. Now, his his final NBA season was 2013-14. Wow,
1: played a long time. He did
0: play a long time. Okay, that's probably a little later than you would have thought. Yeah, he played.
1: I,
2: I I partied really hard that year, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they <laughs> <laughs> um I have to hold the the show I already guessed Chris Weber right yeah yep okay um
0: yeah that's just tough um
2: Eastern or western conference
0: uh, all over the board really. all over the board yeah yeah actually looks like okay, he split pretty okay. down the middle but yeah I mean yeah he was split down the middle Le-
2: leave it at that I will go ahead and Use one of
1: my last two, with Grant Hill.
0: Grant Hill. Can we see Grant Hill? Mm. No Ooh. luck. No luck on Grant Hill.
1: All right, this is down to the final guess. Um, okay. Uh, so I don't right. know do you want to we...
0: give him one more clue, or is that too much?
1: What do you think, Mike? One more I, clue? I don't think it's too. I don't think it's too much at all. All
0: right. <laughs> all right. So Steve, should I give him his two most played four teams, or his one most played four team?
1: Give him the two.
0: The two, okay. His two most played four teams, he played five seasons with each team, were the Golden State Warriors and the Washington Wizards.
2: The Golden State Warriors and the Washington, they were the Wizards, not the Bullets, correct?
0: Correct, they were the Wizards. And he played five seasons with each of those teams.
2: Why am I drawing a blank right now? (laughs) Um, Like I said, 2013-2014, don't remember anything from that year. Um, <laughs> Wizards and what was the other team? Sorry,
0: the Warriors, the Warriors, and the Wizards. Five seasons each. In, in addition to other teams, but those are his most commonly. Those are his two highest uh, year totals for for a team. Oh, fuck.
2: Warriors. <laughs> Wizards. I don't know, man. I'll I'll take 9 for 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give him a right. final buzzer.
1: All right. So, the man you're missing, Mr. Consistent, Antoine Jamison.
0: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Antoine Jamison. If you would
1: have given me North Carolina, I would have got. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antoine. Uh, well, 9 for 10 nine is really good. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, maybe We've had one ten for ten. Actually, you know who got ten for ten, and this might bother you, Mike, on a similar category. Luke. No, Eric Hamlet. No way! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget
0: what his category was. It, it was, was, basc- was basketball. basketball or football? Yeah, yeah, it was basketball. Yeah, got ten out
1: of ten on basketball, but yeah. his his was a different category. Yeah. I think it was maybe all time scores. Yeah, uh, which you would have got ten out of ten on too, for sure.
2: <laughs> well, next time I see him, I'm gonna ask him top
1: ten between 99 and 2000. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how goes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well. Mike, you've been an excellent guest. We got some awesome uh, content from the referee portion and, and you did an excellent job at the game. So um, any parting thoughts before we stop bothering you and let you enjoy the rest of your MLK day.
2: <laughs> oh, not really, man. Uh, thanks again, Steve, Derek. It was Derek, it was great meeting you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> um, stay warm, I guess. I'm sure you'll have a couple more storms and you know, go BC,
1: bro. A yeah, light. Let's go. Go B C. <laughs> Cool, Mike. Um, well, I'll I'll follow up with the link after this so you can uh, forward it around to all the buddies. But I'm I'm sure Luke's gonna get a kick out of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'll get I'll get you all. Uh, we're gonna get more subscribers from the boys. All That's what right. we
0: need. There we go. That's what we need. Cool, man. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, thanks for being on, and uh, I'll right. talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. See you, buddy.
0: All right. So thanks again to Mike for being an excellent guest, getting nine out of ten, and getting us uh, some good inside scoop on refereeing. Uh, yeah, life.
1: resident so. uh, referee expert. That was yeah. that was a. A good job in the game and some good knowledge. <laughs> good knowledge dropped on us.
0: For sure. So uh, with that, it brings us into, let's see, where where we headed into? The uh, third period, I guess, which is sports. Sports. All right, so uh, sports. We have a, we'll be relatively quick in sports. Yes. But a big, big weekend we just saw wow. in sports. Some legitimate wows. Wows. Um,
1: like jaw dropping wows.
0: Ju- like actual jaw dropping wows. Uh, particularly one big jaw dropping wow. Yes. So um, we'll, we'll, why don't we start with that one, I guess? You want to start with that one?
1: Um, we'll start with that. We don't okay. have to talk about the whole thing. We won't talk about the entire um, slate
0: or the whole game, but the Vikings and the Saints was the best game of the weekend. Absolutely. probably I mean, well the Steelers-Jags game was good but this was the best game I think excitement factor especially once you include the end of it so uh Vikings dominating the beginning of the game like looks like they're gonna run away with this thing every chance the Saints get they either turn it over or you know uh, just have a drive stall or something like the Saints just could not get it together uh, they go into the half down 17 nothing Vikings at home places rocking defenses shutting everything down yeah. looks like they're gonna cruise to this to the NFC championship game then the Saints storm back the Saints storm back. The Saints
1: turned back into a normal football team That's yeah. what they did. Yeah. They didn't have this incredible
0: comeback. Yeah. They right. just they started back, playing
1: football. They started executing
0: again. what we're used to seeing the Saints execute. Correct. And the Vikings kind of – their Vikings offense sort of stalled out a little bit. And so the Saints then take the lead 21-20, to 20, I think it was. Then the Vikings come back and kick the field goal to take the lead with like a minute and a half left. So it's like Vikings are going to win now. Then Drew Brees and the Saints – you know put together this massive masterful, masterful one minute drive and they kick like a 53 yard field goal to win the game right there's yeah. 20 seconds left the vikings have one timeout or no timeouts, two, le- or they, had two timeouts. Or they might have two but but yeah i, I think they, no, i think it was one i think they only had one timeout okay and so um you know 20 30 seconds left i think and the saints kick this 53 yarder to basically win it viking stadium is just silent um and then the vikings long story short come down with 10 seconds left they're Shy, they're shy of midfield. I think they're on like the 39-yard line, mm-hmm. and there's 10 seconds, and they have no timeouts. So all you have to do, if you're the Saints, is just don't let them get in the end zone. Just pack the end zone. and keep them in bounds. Like, like that's the other thing is keep them in bounds. And the most incredible ending that we've seen since I don't know when.
1: I've never seen a better. Um, I've never seen a crazier less probable win. Yeah. Because I mean, it's not like a Hail Mary. No, it wasn't a Hail, a Hail Mary. Hail Mary's heart is, hard, is yeah. easier because yeah. the ball's in the end zone. A Hail
0: Mary, it's like you're close enough that you're going to heave it to the end zone and someone might make a yeah. crazy catch. There was no Hail Mary op- opportunity here.
1: So, so Case Keenum takes this out route to Stefan Diggs, probably how far was it? So let I mean, me
0: think about that. They were on like the 39, and they, they, it would have been just into field goal range had this been a normal out been route a, that he would, caught and stepped out. The, like Vikings they would have would,
1: the Vikings would have been the Vikings been and missed a long, a long field goal, field goal. Yes. to lose the game. Yeah.
0: So, but the throw itself was probably about a 30 yard throw. I'm yeah. guessing,
1: and I think the cat, the overall, it was like 60. It was 61 yard. yard. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stefan Diggs goes up, makes a very diff- not difficult good, catch, I mean, but jumps catch. pretty high. Yeah. The cornerback or safety, safety, Marcus Williams for the Saints. He's a rookie, so yeah. it, it's tough. And he apparently had a really good season. Yeah. Ducks out of the way to not, I guess, get a p-
0: yeah a, a, a penalty. A penalty. It's, it's, so – they they analyzed this after the game, and I think Jimmy Johnson was on there as a former coach. He, he, he
1: could have t- he taken out his legs and gotten a 15 yard. He could get a penalty unnecessary there, and
0: he's penalty. he's a villain there too. If he yeah. if he takes a penalty on that play, and so yes, I totally understand all that. Like the coaching saying, like you, the number one thing you cannot take a penalty on this play. That's what you're telling your team: yeah. do not pass and interfere. But like just so just stand up and stop, man. Yeah. Like like don't just break down, don't and dive maybe, yeah. and take out your own guy, and, and, and yeah, that's, and that's and what it, happened. So
1: it, it bothers me that there's. There was no help after that, that's so, crazy, yeah, Because we, we saw it from the sense? angle, and I'm sure everyone else watching saw the same thing. you think, get out of bounds, yeah, Stefan Diggs is an idiot, Get yeah. out of yeah. bounds, and then he just keeps going You're there's like, no, one there. <laughs> no one there, no one there, no one even close yeah like, what how does that how does that happen yeah. if they need and they I literally think, need seventy yards to get into a decent field goal range yeah. not seventy they need, like, yeah, they needed those at least thirty to get into like a at least a shot,
0: yeah, yeah. So and
1: all you have to do is not let them get 40 yards. Yeah. Yeah. So play, and play look, prevent defense. Yeah.
0: That out route and that catch, like that was perfect execution as it was there. Like to set yourself up for even a 57 yard field goal yeah. was, it was very impressive offense. Like you can't take that part of it away. It wasn't a total fluke, but from that point on, it's just insane. Like how that went, how that backfired for the, for the saints. Yeah. And just like, yeah, like you said, it's, it was jaw dropping. It's like you said th- I'm almost stunned that Stephon Diggs had the wherewithal to not step out of bounds. Yeah. Like, like you're He's, not even thinking it's possible that you're gonna catch an out route and run for a touchdown.
1: Oozing swag yeah. after he scored. Yeah, he was threw his helmet like um yeah. like Jose Batista threw the baseball yeah. bat, crosses his arms like yeah. he knew he was gonna score the entire time. Yeah. It was very, very swaggy. And and then
0: his interview was great after I don't know if you saw that, but he had a great interview like where his answers were all great and like pretty swag like like just like a sw- kind of swaggy demeanor about him. Yeah. and then at the end like they asked him the last question and he, he literally just like started crying and walked away really because he just got he, like you could see it he it just hit got hit him. with this cool. like his second to last answer was like i i don't i still don't know what just happened that's what his answer he was like i still don't know what just happened like i i have no idea yeah like and what then happened they
1: made them come back on and kick the yeah that was goal, completely ridiculous which is stupid but that then um what's his guts case keenum starts doing yeah. that skull chant where they yeah. clap above their heads yeah um, and the stadium went nuts. And, and And
0: the other, the other hilarious part about all of that, as I was monitoring on Twitter, was that the fact that the spread of this game was—I don't know if you saw that—the spread no. was minus five point five for and, Minnesota, and that that touched, that that extra point was the spread. Really? That extra point for anyone who bet Saints as the underdog plus five and a half—they they won that bet because they didn't go out and kick the extra point. Yeah. And, but but like literally a whole subsection of my Twitter timeline, like a lot of the barstool like guys and stuff that everyone was tweeting about what was going to happen with this extra point because like it literally was the balance for betting and they, which is very they funny. can take a knee too. They, they did take a knee. Oh, that's they, so they, funny. they didn't line up for the Cause you have to say, if you're lining up for the field goal or the, or the two, they just said the two in case Keenan went out there and took a knee. Um, and the funniest thing is that that's probably because the saints left the field. Like, like if everyone was still out there, they might've just like, I don't know what they would have done, but like, they had Thomas Morstead, the Saints punter, was lined up on defense for that play because the rest of the Saints yeah. went to the locker room. So it's like they obviously weren't going to run any type of – like they weren't going to kick it or anything. Yeah. So yeah. it was just very, very funny ending, it, a ridiculous ending, honestly. R- the rule needs to be changed. If there's no time it on does. the clock and, you, and you're winning, you, you win. So <laughs> like, you
1: – it's it's going to be incredible if the Vikings make it. It's played in Minnesota yeah, that's, this year. It's Super Bowl's In Minnesota, yeah. this team has all of the momentum for, for the playoffs, yeah. every single drop. Yeah. Um. And I mean, and they're good. They are, <laughs> they're actually good. They're they have an good excellent team. defense. Yeah, serviceable. Case Keenum is I don't playing wanna, well. Yeah, I don't even want to say serviceable quarterback. He, he, he's a very good yeah. quarterback this year.
0: Yeah. He's. I mean, yeah. He's not probably. He's not one of the best quarterbacks probably. But he's. Sir. He's. He's beyond being good enough to win a Super Bowl. I think we've seen quarterbacks that are not as good as Case Keenum yeah. win Super Bowls. So. So. Uh,
1: that brings us to the matchup. So yeah. the Vikings will get the Eagles, mm-hmm. and the Patriots will get the Jags. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we talked about the Vikings a lot, let's let's quickly yep. talk about Pats and Jags. yeah what are your upcoming thoughts on the Pats versus the Jaguars? So
0: I said it before. I said before that I was more worried about the Jags than the Steelers, and I still stand by that. Um, you know, it's – anybody who thinks otherwise – like I know people that think the other way around, and it's like how could you possibly want to play the Steelers because of all the talent they have. There's obviously no way around that argument now because they're out and you'll never know. I just th- – like the Steelers to th- in this game against the Jags to me proved why I'm not scared of them. Like, yeah. like the Steelers – like I don't know if you saw all the stuff with them talking. Like Le'Veon Bell was tweeting about already tweeting about having their second matchup with the Patriots after they beat the Jags in their second rematch with them. Yeah. And like Mike Tomlin a few weeks ago after they lost to the Patriots was talking about how it's great it's going to be to beat them in Foxborough in the AFC Championship game. It's like this team doesn't learn to just like do your talking on the field. They yeah. don't. They don't learn. Like I lo- I like a lot of the guys in that team. I like Le'Veon Bell. I like Antonio Brown. They just don't learn to like just shut up and play. Yeah. And so. um so I am more worried about the Jags because from a Patriots standpoint, here's the here's why. Um, very closely match the blueprint of teams that have beaten the Patriots in Foxboro in the playoffs before. Yeah. Uh great defensive line, great secondary, like really, really good secondary that can match up man to man and make Brady basically, you know, get the ball out of his hands if you're getting pressure with those front four defensive linemen and the, those corners are manning up and pressing, it's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. Um couple other things that make me a little bit nervous is their running game is really good, uh, so they can control the clock, which is a a way to beat the Patriots is keep their offense off the field. Uh, And lastly, one that a lot of people forget about is that Tom Coughlin calls the shots in Jacksonville, which people very often forget. And Tom Coughlin knows a thing or two about rosters that can beat the Patriots. And uh, being in the AFC, I don't think you could make me believe that that hasn't been in his mind as he's assembled this team because of how closely the blueprint matches some of those giants teams that that had success against the patriots. So um all that said I am not I'm not like worried to the point that I uh, that I think the patriots will lose. I I still think they'll win, but I don't think the jags are a team you can just overlook and say yeah. you're going to super I bowl mean, again.
1: people have been overlooking the jags have, all year. All year. Yeah. And the jags love it. Yeah. They're feeding they so hard into yeah. it. I mean, I I should. talked I talked to you a bit o- uh, offline about this, but Jalen Ramsey is <laughs> he was born for these moments. Yeah. Like he is He's swaggy. He mm-hmm. he talks so much crap. He's mm-hmm. unbelievably good. Um, and you said uh, – what did Slater say about – what was yeah. his quote yeah, about so, Jalen Ramsey?
0: So, well, so d- d- the first part of it is like obviously – What's been making headlines, which maybe is a little bit of an overreaction, but Jalen Ramsey, you know, was standing up on the bleachers and stuff, saying that we're gonna, they were gonna win the Super Bowl. Yes. He basically already guaranteed they're gonna win the Super Bowl, he which said, is like,
1: he said, "quote, we gonna win this bitch." Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: He, he said we gonna win next week, and then, and then we're gonna win. Yeah, he said we gonna win this bitch. And uh, so, <laughs> so, so I saw a, a, a tweet on my timeline talk about Matthew Slater, and it was like a Matthew Slater quote about Jalen Ramsey. I assumed it was gonna be about this, like gar- him guaranteeing a win over the Patriots. But instead, the quote was, and I don't have it up in front of me. But Slater's quote essentially—I'm going to do my best to quote it. He said, "He said the good Lord put that man on the earth, and he said, let there be corner, and there he was.'" Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so it's like just a compliment to Jalen Ramsey being probably the best corner in the league. Him and him and Xavier Rhodes are probably yeah. the two best corners in the, the league. Two Florida State guys. Yeah, exactly. Don't um, sleep
1: on Derwin James coming out of the, also true. the draft yeah. this year too. Um, um, they the cornerback you. Yeah. So. Um, so I am all in on the. Saxonville Swagwires. wires uh, they are so fun to watch their defense is amazing they hit yeah. really hard they they cover really well yeah. they have good d-line and they have a ton of fun yeah um, Blake Bortles is also a little bit like that too he has a lot of fun so, playing he can get people pumped up without being like a, a loud in-your-face yeah. quarterback so mm-hmm. I I it, really am rooting for the Jags it here.
0: depends what what offense shows up for them I mean like like we said um they put up 10 points against Buffalo in one of the most boring games we've ever watched in our entire lives yeah. the week before. And so obviously the defense was still really good. Um, but for all the talk about the defense, they give up 42 points this week against Pittsburgh yeah. and the offense goes out there and puts up not all 45. They did have a defensive touchdown, but um, but so the point there is that it's you're, they're going to need both to show up against the Patriots. They're going to need Blake Bortles to play well. They're going to need Leonard Fournette and the running game to be working. And they're going to need that defense to play well. All, all three of those things, I think, need to happen if you're going to win in Foxborough in this game. So, I think it's – um so, I still think the Patriots are going to win this game. But I think it's a it's a dangerous narrative that a lot of people just put out there that, like, well, the Pats aren't going to play anyone and they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Like, the Jags are the second-best team in the AFC. I don't know what more they need to do to prove that.
1: The Jags are great. I'm so, all in on the Jags. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're going to the game.
0: I'm going to the game. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle Richard's going to the game as well. Is he? Nice. Up from Florida or does Mm -hmm. he live here? Came up from Florida. Big Jags fan. Nice. Nice. So it'll be a good one. It's not supposed to be ridiculously cold, um, which might be, might be a benefit for the Jags. I mean, maybe they they have probably, although it was very cold in that Pittsburgh game. It's a benefit for everyone. Yeah. Well, it's a benefit for everyone, but in general, the more inclement and cold the weather is in, in Foxborough in the playoffs, the Patriots have historically done pretty well in those type of environments. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens in that game, but I think it's um, not a game that the Patriots can just overlook. It's no, it's, it's going to be a very good game. This is not the Indianapolis Colts a couple years ago, who I think were just an inferior AFC opponent, AFC Championship game opponent for the yeah. Patriots. They rolled over them. I don't think this one is. I think the Jags are a good team, good defense, and I think it's going to be a fight. I think I don't think the Patriots go out there and just roll up thirty five points like it's nothing in this game. So
1: go Jags.
0: Um, so who you're? So you're picking the Jags. Obviously. Picking the Jags. Who are you picking? Eagles, Vikings.
1: Um, I'm gonna pick the Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings but too. I I also think if it's Eagles, Pats, which would be incredible if Eagles yeah. if the Eagles make the Super Bowl. Yeah. But they'll get stomped. You think? Yeah. There's no way that the Eagles. The Eagles Nick don't Foles have the. I don't. Like the they Eagles don't have, have the, the right team. Yeah. The Vikings, the Vikings I think do have the good. They're yeah. similar to the
0: Jags. They yeah. have
1: good. They have one of the best corners in the league. They have some of the best alignment in yeah. the league. They have an okay quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Like they are literally just the Jags yeah. with purple on. Yeah. So And
0: my question to you is th- we've never experienced this, so we don't know what the impact is, but how big of an impact do you think it will be playing the Super Bowl at home?
1: It'd be incredible. You, like, so so it's, it, the, I checked the last time I, it's never been played in a team's home stadium. Right. P- okay. People have been home, like I think in California yeah, the, near, they played in the, like, near the it, Coliseum. Yeah. Like they never actually played in their home stadium. Mm-hmm. So this would be the, mo- I mean,
0: so, it's so, the yeah.
1: most home field advantage you could ever possibly have
0: in, in a Super Bowl. So, so it, it, there's a lot of. This is why I want to see it. I actually, despite the fact that if the Patriots make it, there isn't there is like a that's an element that works against you. Obviously, if you're playing the Vikings, but I think I still want to see it because yeah. um, there's a couple interesting things I had read about it. One, first of all, is that this year the AFC is the home team in the Super Bowl. Interesting. So, so the Vikings will be in the road locker room if they're playing that game at home. Interesting. Very interesting tidbit. Um the other thing about it that I think, so obviously there's Can no. Can they change that? No, they, they have I, to I, go I, to I, the roadblock so, room. So, so the thing about this is, I think that there are a lot of things that seem dumb, but they will have to be followed pretty strictly because of the way that neutral site works. You know, yeah. so um, one thing the Vikings like neutral enter- site. The Vikings like entertainment staff, for instance, are not going to be able to run the entertainment for that game. Like they can't be like blowing a, a Viking horn on third down. It's not yeah. going to be allowed. Um, the, the the ticket split is not like Vikings get any more tickets than the other team will because it's a neutral it is a neutral site you have to keep yeah. reminding yourself that the one thing I think is a huge factor is that you go look up Super Bowl tickets any year right they're a thousand dollars yeah right easily so but is that the reason you don't go to the Super Bowl or is it that it's a thousand dollars and it's however much to fly there and however much to stay in a hotel there which is triple quadruple the cost it normally is yeah. Super Bowl week. All of those things make me believe there will yeah. be a ton of Minnesota fans there, despite the fact that they don't have the tickets. Like, oh, yeah. min- people in Minnesota will pay a thousand dollars for a ticket because they don't have to pay anything else. They already they can, they're already there because
1: they can take an Uber back home.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like any other t- a Patriots fan paying a thousand dollars needs to also fly to Minneapolis and stay in a hotel for probably five hundred bucks a night. Yeah, you know, well, so that's that's, that's asked, where the that's where the advantage comes in.
1: If that was the reason I've never been to a Super Bowl, that's totally not the reason because <laughs> the Bucks are terrible. Oh. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, we we definitely have some interesting storylines yeah, leading into but, this week and mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean I think a Jags vikings Super Bowl would be awesome.
0: Uh, objectively, it would be. I obviously um, yeah. For I, I sure. just
1: don't want to see the Eagles or I mean I am I'm, I'm okay yeah. with the Pats being in it just because yeah. I mean obviously they'd have to be the Jags which would suck but right. It, they Tom the Brady lines, makes for a yeah. good Super Bowl watch. Yeah, right. Like you can love him or you hate him, but he's gonna. Perform and he's gonna yeah. bl- like you're gonna want. It's the same something thing about seeing
0: Super like Bowl. LeBron go to the finals. Exactly. it really is. I, I mean, like, and I hate LeBron James, obviously, but it's 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 objectively it's what people want to see, like in the in the championship game. And this is the same way. Alternatively, the other thing, if the Patriots lose, though, all three other teams in this final have not won a Super Bowl, so that's great. It's it's, it's a great parody matchup there, as far but as it's that surprising goes. me that the Eagles have never won a Super yeah, Bowl. because their fans are very entitled. And, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, that, that is uh, a lot of Philly fans tend to be like that. So um, so that's uh, that's what we got. And so it's going to be good. I, I tend to agree with you um, for an, on a number of levels. I think Patriots-Eagles is the least desired matchup yes. in this um, Super Bowl. I guess yeah. Jags-Eagles wouldn't be great either. Um, but at least it, I, I think Patriots-Eagles is a rematch of a prior Super Bowl, first of all, b- with a lot of different players. They're not yeah. the same teams. And like you said, I think maybe the least um, competitive matchup, just the way the teams match up with each mm-hmm. other.
1: So so um, just to wrap it up, Jags play the Patriots Sunday at, three. at 3.05, yep. and the Vikings play the Eagles I Sunday at 6.40. 6.40, yeah. So, so the Jags and Patriots get the first uh, first game, yep. maybe be a little sunnier. Yep. You'll be there all the time on TV. True, true, yeah.
0: yeah. So, although, yeah, that's true.
1: And I'll be at the so. Magic game.
0: And you will be at the Magic Magic game. Celtics, Magic baby. Celtics, yeah. So there we go. Go Magic. At 1 o'clock. So you can tune into that as a little warm-up. So uh, anything else for sports? That's it. Let's move it on. All right. Let's go into pop culture. All righty, so pop culture, uh, we'll go through this one quickly. We have a couple of topics, um, so let's start first with Hawaii.
1: Yes, so Hawaii did not get hit by a ballistic missile great this news. week. Isn't Excellent. that great news? news. Yeah. Um, the only unfortunate part of that is that they, for a blood-curdling 30 minutes, mm-hmm. thought they were mm-hmm. all going to die by a ballistic yeah. missile. So this was a, and and there's still being an investigation being done, but... In impl- a human error, basically, in a shift change, someone instead of pressing the clock out, they pressed.
0: There's a nuclear n- missile coming. <laughs> there's a nuclear Hawaii. missile coming. Everyone, take shelter, please get underground.
1: Yeah, here's your alert. Um, so <laughs> they've changed that process a tiny bit. Excellent choice. Yeah. Um, now it requires two people to both accidentally hit the nuclear alert button rather than the clock out button. Right. Um, so that I mean that was obviously terrifying. Yeah. Um, the response has been it's been what you kind of expect. You politicize everything nowadays, but it is, we do live in a time where Trump is tweeting about how big his button is. Yeah. And then five days later, there's a nuclear missile alert. So we are living in very strange, weird times. Um, I can't even imagine being there and it happening. Like I I luckily didn't, uh, I I didn't catch that news until it had already been said to be fake. But even if I had seen that and and that 30 minute span of of not knowing, I would have had a, freak
0: out yeah being on the other side of like being like hundreds and thousands of miles like it's you're not even close to it and it certainly would have had that impact it's it's crazy i think um i think i had read somewhere like what the total i don't think it was exactly 30 minutes it was like 40 i think it was like low 40s whatever the number was they said it was actually longer than it would have taken an actual nuclear missile to get to hawaii like yeah like the the basically they were saying like i forget what they had i read something it was like had it theoretically been fired from x like it would have taken like 43 minutes to get to hawaii and they didn't actually like correct that that mistake for like 46 minutes or something yeah so someone counting the clock someone like "Ah, like, literally was yeah 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 (laughs) well yeah and it's like so just incredibly strenuous um for anyone there but uh, it did yield some like Magic Johnson stuff. You see that? People were like hanging out with Magic Johnson and like the no. there was like a restaurant and like people were all like bunkered down and Magic Johnson was there. Oh well. and they, people were people were like tweeting there's about some, like being, once it had once it had passed or or even maybe during it, people were tweeting about Magic Johnson being down there with I, them. So
1: I did hear a savage tweet, um, that this was all a ploy by Bill Belichick to get in Marcus Mariota's head.
0: Wow. Yeah. When did that happen? Did that happen the day before? Yeah. Wow. The That's, day before. That has that to game. be it. That was, no wonder, that was no it. wonder they beat him. Marcus <laughs> Mariota was
1: rattled. He yeah, thought his whole family he, was going to get Yeah, His whole state, his hometown. Yeah. In
0: fact, that probably just was done too soon. It should have been done, like, right before kickoff. Because oh, then, yeah. like, he'd go into the stadium being like, oh, well, okay. He I was, can't check my phone he now. He was visibly but. shook on the yeah, field by th- that. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and he's bad so, at football. <laughs> yeah. That, it's, um, that was half to do with it. So,
1: moving on to the next uh, two quick topics. Yep. We, we both saw two movies recently. We'll review them both quickly. Yep. Um, let's review the one we saw today. Yeah, Three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Best picture winner at the Golden Globes.
0: Yes, it was. Um, so without doing really a plot re- uh, review of the movie. It's, what plot? Uh, it's not much of a plot. Um, it's what you read about in the two-sentence uh, title pitch is what it is. Yeah. Uh, that's what the movie is. Um, there's great characters in this movie. It's definitely something that – Makes you think a little bit. It makes you, um, like there's, there's, you can relate to some characters. You can see what the deeper rooted problems are in this, this world that the movie portrays. Um, but I didn't love it. I'll be honest. Like, I, I think that it, it was good in those ways, but the lack of a plot and the ending, I think neither of us were super thrilled with. Mm-hmm. So if I'm rating it, I'm going to give it, uh, Sixty nine Dragon Fruits. Oh, yeah, right sixty nine Derek Dragon Fruits. Nice.
1: Uh, I kind of agree with that. Uh, the I think the acting and the characters were so great. Yeah, they were great. Um, Woody Harrelson plays the the best Woody Harrelson roles that he does, which is like being a second or third character, but mm-hmm. also being the best character. Yeah. Um, there there's some like ca- ca- changes in perspectives of the mm-hmm. care of the character. So I understand like why this one it's is well shot. It's well acted. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting concept. But in general, it's just kind of odd. Yeah. It's just like an odd yeah. movie. Um, a lot of tension, a lot yeah. of people making weird decisions. Um, and you're right, I didn't love the ending. It kind of left it a little open-ended. Yeah. Um, I mean, when it's it one of those it, it not could've... totally,
0: but like, you kind of know what's, yeah. what happens. Because like... it,
1: it, it's like one of those movies that it's not about that. Yeah. It's about the town and the people in it yeah. and how this affected them. not. Just the end result, yeah.
0: and, and and we also I think both thought there was a very easy way they could have ended it that would have been way better. Yeah. Like like they, they were it was on a silver platter for them to end it with yeah. one, with a one character insanely redeeming. I hate like, what movies
1: do that. That yeah. the same thing happened with American Scandal.
0: Yeah. Like yeah yeah yeah. You
1: had this set up to be like oh good.
0: Yeah. Nice. I'm happy. I'm, yeah.
1: I feel. I mean, now actually, we're talk- it
0: was very much the same as that. Yeah. Like, the ending was was very much the same. It's like oh, it's that person. And then you're like, well, no, it's not. And then it's like, well, but then justice will be served anyway. But yeah. like, we won't confirm that. For exactly. Like, so that's... it's
1: it's this I mean, I guess we're talking about it now, which is the point. Yeah. But just give me what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make the movie end the way I want it to. And you yeah. know the way it, everyone <laughs> wants it to. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably the fact that they did that probably won them the Golden Globe because of some sure. art critic being like, oh, oh wow, it's so open deep for and interpretation. <sighs> yeah. <sighs>
0: Yeah, no, it, that, it was it was done perfectly to, for him, for the, the the character that you hate for a lot of the movie to redeem himself and do something great, and then they're like, well, thanks, but nope, that wasn't that yeah. was wrong. <laughs> so
1: yeah, so I'm gonna give it. Um, I I enjoyed it. I, I was I really wanted to know what was gonna happen and mm-hmm. where things were gonna go, and you didn't find out until about seventy five percent through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm actually gonna give it. Seventy-five percent, Steve Nicholas Avocados. All right, not certified. Not
0: certified, but not, mine is not certified either. Good movie, good yeah, to watch. Go. So the next one is Star Wars. Star Wars, uh, the Last Jedi, the uh, newest one. Um, we saw that last week, and I was entertained throughout the whole movie. Confirmed. Um, I didn't. Some movies, you look at your phone, you're like, "When is this over? How long has it been?" I didn't do that at all, so that's a good thing. Sure. Um, I, I like the actors. I like the characters. I like the actors. Um, you know the the I think the reboot has been pretty good when it comes to like who's acting it. Mm-hmm. Um, Daisy Ridley's great. She's as, great. As, She's the as, best um, as Ray. Uh, some of their supporting cast there is good. Um, so that's probably the and so I think the a lot of the action was good. Um, the plot points I didn't love. Like mm-hmm. I didn't love like the resolution, and I think the uh, time distribution of some of the plot lines. Uh, some were given too much time that didn't amount to a lot is yeah. kind of my biggest They're, complaint.
1: You're right. There were way too many side stories. Like side there, stories. Like yeah. things that didn't actually matter. Yeah. And and, and relationships that didn't matter. Yes. And even people that didn't matter. Yes. Um, so it was also so heavy handed with like the cheesiness.
0: It was pretty There were cheesy. a
1: couple of yeah. – uh, and I don't want to give any spoilers away because it's still out in theaters. But there were a couple of moments where they could have been so beautifully done mm-hmm. to where you'd be like, oh, wow, that's a very fitting – end or mm-hmm. wow that's a very wonderful unexpected thing to so, happen yeah and then it's like boom no this is a disney movie cheesy jedi <laughs> yeah. jedi
0: powers are just gonna like exactly take over, yeah you know? so
1: it's like boom nope sorry yeah. sorry you forgot this was a kid's disney movie but it is yeah um and then like right at the point where they could have done a couple different scenes mm-hmm. um of of, of like a really impactful moment, mm-hmm. they kind of don't do it. Yeah. That being said, you're right, the action was great. There's yeah. some awesome lightsaber scenes. Mm-hmm. There's some awesome space yeah. shooting scenes. Yep. Yep. Um there's a, like there's some funny moments. Flying, like
0: some uh, some good like fighter jet yeah. stuff.
1: And um and Luke Skywalker's back. Yeah. So there's a lot to be happy about and mm-hmm. it's it's I'm glad they're rebooting it. I like this storyline. Mm-hmm. I didn't love this movie yeah. as a whole.
0: I agree. So I'm giving it 72 Derek Dragon Fruits, okay. which is not certified batay Colada. but I, I would, re- I think I would recommend you see, like, certainly if you if you watch all the Star Wars movies, definitely yeah. go see it. Like it, like it's not like it's not, it, it's good. Like I, I think almost, it's a good movie.
1: So I'm gonna rate it lower than three billboards, but I would recommend you watch
0: Star Wars. Star Wars more. over yeah. three billboards yeah.
1: just because Star Wars is more entertaining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not necessarily a better movie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it 70% Steve Nicholas avocados.
0: All right. So, pretty close. Neither of us certified fresh or pattaya colada. So, uh, anything else on pop culture?
1: That's it on pop culture for Alrighty, me, Derek.
0: Goes to the final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second?
1: I'm going to go second this time. All
0: right. So, I'm going to go first. You saw what I had written here and you yes, don't know what it is, I but don't. I'm going to explain to you what it is. So, okay. You know that on Twitter, I follow a Boston radio host named Tony Maz. I right? do know Tony And You know Mazz. that I just tweet stuff at him all the time. Yes. I find it funny. Yes. I just tweeted him. I'm like, you're wrong. You suck. Like, yeah, he does like, suck. Like, like, and when he tweets stuff, I'm like, you stink. Like, like, screw you. Like, I just find it funny to tweet him like that. Yes. So he does over the weekend, um, someone, like probably one of those old takes exposed Twitter or something, retweeted an old Tony Maz tweet. And, and so I logged on to Twitter on uh, Saturday whenever the Jags game was, or Sunday, when the Jags game was going on. And I had, like, 27 likes on a tweet that I had tweeted. And oh. I was like, what tweet is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to go look at it. And it turns out it's a tweet that you liked.
1: Really? Yeah, a, quite yeah. a long
0: time ago. So this is a tweet from wow. April April of 2017.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, this was presumably the NFL draft. Because Tony Mazz tweeted, Leonard Fournette is going to be a colossal bust. <laughs> yeah. That's what Tony Mazz tweeted. And I tweeted at him, quote, I thought so, too, until you just expressed this opinion. So now I think the exact opposite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so someone retweeted Tony Maz's tweet, I think, yeah. of Leonard Fournette being a colossal bust, and I was probably w- the first reply on it because I, I happened to see that one hating, right away. Yeah. And so like people started tweeting at me like like this is working out great for you like, yeah. like 30 people liked it yes. and I, I turned I tuned in and saw that you had liked it at the tweet. time of the tweet not oh, yeah. this weekend so. I knew
1: that was going to be a big tweet in the future <laughs> so I liked it then
0: exactly so very just a funny little tidbit there that is um, very funny because th- I actually did think Leonard Fournette was not going to be that good so that, yeah. that's the funny part about it is that that tweet was actually true yeah. like from my perspective I was like I think so too but now that you think that I I don't think that yeah. anymore because you're an idiot you,
1: like, you, that's what good broadcast <laughs> Do they make calls, and you yeah. made that call? Yep. You're, you you had true. a feeling in your gut that whatever Tony Maz says is it's wrong. wrong. <laughs> and it's true. He sucks. Yeah. I, I used to work for him at uh, CBS <laughs> yeah. Radio. They're not and good. He
0: sucks. Guys. He yeah. sucks. So that's yeah. it. He's that's my dweeb. final drive.
1: Uh, well, that's a great one. I'm glad. I'm glad you <laughs> waited for that one. Mine's not as good. Um, so I just downloaded, and, and you have too. But yep. I downloaded Robinhood. Yeah. Um, I've actually explored a few different um, investment platforms, yep. and, and I'm experiencing a few just to kind of get used to it. Uh, Robin Hood's awesome so far. I mean, it's it's obviously for beginners and yeah. it's for people who just kind of want to get their feet wet with mm-hmm. investing. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, the first purchase I have to make, <laughs> do you know Yeah, you know I, what it is? I do
0: know what it is. I don't have the sound effect up for you. But.
1: Okay. You don't have to play it. I won't say it. But I bought stock in Taco Bell. There you go. Because you have to do it. <laughs> it's like I'm going to Taco Bell and every time I buy a, a new beefy cheddar stacker. You're
0: paying yourself. I'm paying myself. Yeah.
1: Uh, money goes right back into my pocket. Um, yeah, so I bought Yum Brands, uh, a couple shares there. Uh, I, I did some um, research on some others that I, I put some money into too. But if you haven't actually had – this is more about Robinhood. If you haven't had Robinhood or, or tried it out and are, are nervous about investing or – because yeah. I, I was too. Like, yeah. I, it's It's such a – similar to the legal industry, it's an industry that there's a barrier to mm-hmm. entry for – not just knowledge, but mm-hmm. terminology, right. like the way people speak, yeah. kind of intimidates a lot of people. Yeah. Robinhood's not like that. Right. Very very simple. Very watered down. Yeah. Um. You could put a dollar in. You could put a hundred dollars in. You could do whatever yeah. you want. So, um, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I mean, and free tr- uh, free trades. For free people. trades. Yeah. Which Thanks. which is what you need yeah. as a beginner. Because right. you're, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm all in I haven't had it while the markets have been open so maybe I'll lose all of my money on Monday and we'll have a different conversation next Monday or when it opens on Tuesday but um, anyway, so so far, so good. Robinhood, if you haven't checked it out or you're, you're just trying to get your feet wet with investing, it's been a pretty good app.
0: Yeah, and uh, the last note there is that um, there is supposedly news that they're going to be opening up a web app for Robinhood yeah. to, to expand but from mobile. So I will talk about that when it happens. Great,
1: and huge, this is important too. If you do end up getting Robinhood because you're listening to this, oh, yeah. let me know because there's a referral code and we each get a free stock of a yeah. random company of a to like, random randomize companies. it. Yeah. yeah, and
0: one out of a hundred chance it could be Apple or, or something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so. so do not... Not sign up with it without a friend code because I did that today and Derek and I realized tonight. Yeah, Thirty seconds after. Yep, I was like, damn that, it, that we blew it. Forgot that. We could have. <laughs> we could
0: have owned <laughs> could have, Apple. Yeah.
1: So, by now. Yeah.
0: Very big mistake by us. So okay. do not join without telling us. So. But
1: join and tell us.
0: All right. So that's it for episode number ninety-one. Anything else?
1: That's it. What a great episode. What Thanks great to Michael episode. Piper, uh, Mike Pereira Piper for uh, stopping in on the show today. Did yeah. a great job, and uh, great see you job, next Mikey week else. for episode ninety-two. Ninety-two. Later days. Later days.